too many people that's talked us down to the point that we have lost our self-worth. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then we come on Easter, you know, it is an amazing thing about Easter is that we come here on Easter and every church is full and all over the place, but people really don't understand what it's really all about. And what, uh, it took the Apostle Paul to really break it down to us to let us know that Easter is not, it's not about just a holiday, it is about what happened on the cross. And see, and, and, and one of the things that we, 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 we've got to understand that Christ loves us. And see, and some of you sitting in here, and I can look at faces sometimes, when you come to church, you feel guilty, you feel shame for things that's happening to you in your life. And then a lot of times we feel guilty and shame for what somebody else has done to us in our life. But I come to tell you this morning that Satan is a liar. That's right. You are free That's right. from all that in Christ Jesus, period. That's what the Bible tells us, that we are free for that. You see, you know, and, and, and I know sometimes, I used to do that. You sit in church and, and uh, Satan gets to tell you about all the things you've done in your past. But it's not about, it's called born again. So when you're born again, you have a new DNA, isn't that right? That's right. And you become a new person. It's called a new created spirit. Say that, a new, new created spirit. spirit. So when I'm born again, I have a new created spirit. So if my spirit had been broken from some situation or circumstance, that's okay. That's okay because right now, Christ has healed me on Calvary. That's what the whole thing was all about. Calvary was to set us free. And we're going to talk about that today because we want to walk out of here leaving the yoke of slavery where it should be. Now, one of the things you want to listen to me, I'm going to give you a little history. Some people are comfortable being enslaved, right, because it becomes their norm. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you do go back in history, when the slaves were freed, some slaves stayed on plantations because they couldn't deal with the freedom and they were comfortable where they were at, right? That's right. history, okay? That's right. So some P Christians stay in slavery and the yoke of slavery because it's a norm for them. But today we want to be set free from that, right? That's we right. want to walk out of here with a new created spirit. We want to walk out of here a new creature in Christ, and we're going to walk out of here free. Does that, you understand for that? Because if you don't really believe that, then the cross doesn't mean anything to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus loved, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, for who should ever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And everlasting life comes with that, comes freedom. Do you understand? All right, here we go. Coming from the New American Standard Bible in Galatians 5 and 1, it tells us that it was for freedom that Christ set us free. So it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Let me tell you here, if you are a Christian and you really believe in Christ and you are saved and you accept, accept the redemption of the cross, you're free. That's right. Now, now sometimes you need to get out of your head. You need to get out of your head. Your head's talking too much, all right? You need to get into your spirit. You see, here's what the thing is. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in partnership with your spirit. But see, this here, this thing here will get you in a whole lot of trouble because it's like a, it'll, it will start reminding you of things in your past. But Jesus says, he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. That's the, that's the scripture. That's right. So this morning, we, we want to talk about freedom. We are free. Say that. I'm free. I'm free. All right. Then you need to live like that. That's right. All right. Keep going, please. The Bible says, therefore, keep standing firm and do not subject again to a yoke of slavery. So we're, we're going to stand what? We're going to stand firm and we will not go back to the yoke of slavery. That's right. Why do you want to live there? 
And I'm telling you, the longer you stay there, the harder it is to get out of there because you get comfortable there. Right? You all know that, well, none of you all probably, or maybe, there's people that you've seen or maybe you've been there that you just get in a rut. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can't come up out of there. Well, that's because you're, you're, you're listening too much to hear. But if you listen to the Spirit, the Spirit is telling you that you are born again. And once you are born again, you are no longer under the yoke of slavery. Now, your head can keep you there, you see, but your spirit is free. Right. You all know your spiritual being, right? That's right. All right, here we go. First of all, Pastor, let's look at a yoke. Mm-hmm. So a yoke is a mark of servitude, slavery, restraint, confine, and bondage. And so the question is, if you're in slavery, what are you enslaved by? Or who? Well. All right. And slavery is submission to a dominating influence. And see, and, 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 and sometimes... Ladies, say, get, stay with me because you all help me a lot more. You see, you see? Because when I was getting on the men, you know, you all were really in it. <laughs> Boy, uh, you know, yeah, y'all were helping. So I know you all going to help me because when I was getting on the men, you all were helping me. One of the things, read that again. One of the things that help, hurts women is they allow themselves to be enslaved by men Oh, we got the men. We can get the women. Come on. That's what we're doing here, right? We are, you know, equal opportunity thing in here. We don't get sued for anybody. Yeah, see, you got to be careful of that because sometimes people will come in your life to keep you there. They don't want you free because if you're free, you'll find yourself worth. And if you find yourself worth, then you will walk away from them. Are oh, you understand what I'm talking about? So you can't listen to hear. You got to listen to the spirit. All right? Is the kids say, I? Right. Uh, here we go. And pastor, slavery is also a civil relationship whereby one person has absolute power over another. So you know how it's going with this. So, so get out of there. Anyone that's trying to hold you down is trying to keep you into slavery. We're trying to get free of that. You should you know, listen to me. That's why people sometimes, if you have somebody in your life that keeps punishing you and keeps punishing you and keeps talking about you and keeps, sometimes if you get to get into that thing, you can't get out of that. That's right. But today we're going to set ourselves free from that. Isn't that right? We're not going to let another person put us in slavery. We're not going to carry the yoke of somebody else telling us who we are and who we ain't. We're tired of that, right? We want to be freedom. Be free. If you look in that mirror and see who God sees, you'll see a blessed child. That's right. Do you understand? That's right. You see, see, you know, I have fun with me. You know, see, I have a lot of fun as a pastor. You know, so I, I want to look at me through the eyes of God. And when I look at me through the eyes of God, I'm an incredible guy. Ask me why. He sent his son to die for me. He sent his son to die for me. You got to be special in God's eyesight for him to send his only begotten son to die for you, to set you free from that bondage. You need to walk. Don't do this. and Don't have somebody come in there shooting at me. All right? But you need to think about this, all right? You need to think about that. You need to think about, this is my last time to ever be a slave to anything or anybody. That's right. All right. Am I doing all right? So the voice says, so stand strong for our freedom. The anointed one freed us so we wouldn't spend one more day under the yoke of slavery. And so what we're going to say today, I will, come on, I will never spend another day day. 
under the yoke of slavery. I'm free in Christ. Come on, I'm free in Christ. Then we need to start walking like it and living like it. Do you know why a lot of people in the world don't want to come to church? They look at church people and say, I can do that out here. That's right. But when they look at us and they, and we, and they see the power and what freedom has done for us and how it's changed our lives and how we look at ourselves different than we used to look at ourselves. Do you know when you start getting in church and you start growing is the first thing you will hear is, oh, you think you're better than everybody else. Because people, you know, they'll say that to you. And you know what you need to say? Yeah, I am. That's right. That's right. Because I've been set free. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? The Bible says trapped under the law. All right. And under the law to us would be religion. All right? We'll talk about that later. And then the message, it states, Christ has set us free to live a free life. So Christ has set us free to live a free life. Now, but you've got to be careful with that because you can take that, you can take that too far. All right? So take your stand. Mm -hmm. Take a stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery upon you. So who's putting a harness of slavery upon you? Don't listen to me. Y'all love me? Quit being victims. Quit being victims. Never again. You see, when you are a victim, you keep reminding yourself of what happened to you. And it enslaves you more. But when you get rid of that thing, and you're no longer a slave to that thing, then it can't rob you of anything. Do you understand? When I was a kid, when I was a kid, because you know, I like to tell things, in the joke. I didn't smoke, ask me why. They said it stunt my growth. <laughs> it's true, and I didn't want to be short. Well. <laughs> Must have been some other things. All right, so here we, so here we go. So, so why would you do anything that would keep you enslaved? Come on, y'all. Why would you do anything that would keep you enslaved? Why would you be in any relationship that would keep you enslaved? Why would you do that and call yourself a Christian? Why would you allow your past to keep you enslaved? You see? You're free. I'm free from that. All right? I done done a little bit of everything, but I'm free from all that. When I see some, somebody I used to know back in the day, they say, I know you. I said, no, you don't. That guy's dead. That's right. That guy's dead. That's right. This new guy. You introduce yourself to the new guy. The new improved Johnny Fields. All right. That's right. All right, here we go. That's right. Aren't you that? Come on. You should be that. That's right. In Christ, you ought to be that. You ought to be a new, improved whoever you are in Christ. Right? Let every man be a liar and the gospel be true. That's right. So you don't have to accept it today, but you are a new person, a new man, a new woman in Christ. You are a new creature in Christ. That old woman has passed away and all things have become new. The Bible says man, but we are, hey, you understand what I'm talking about. I want you walking out of here like you somebody. That's right. Because you are somebody. Because Christ, God, gave his only begotten son for you to be somebody. So why don't you become that somebody? That's street talk. Huh? All right. Now turn to verse 3, and I'm going to read this from the message. It says, The person who accepts the ways of circumcision trades all the advantages of the free life of Christ for the obligations of the slave life of the law. See, so what happened is Paul was getting upset with those people because they were still trying to be under the law. They couldn't live the law. Do you understand? They couldn't live the law, and so they was failing. 
because they didn't accept Christ as their Savior. But see, when you accept Christ as your Savior, you're empowered by the Holy Spirit to help you to live a righteous life. That's right. You try to live the law of God or the commandments of God without the Holy Spirit, you ain't going to make it. Do you understand? But it, under, under, the, under the influence and in partnership with the Holy Spirit, you can live. You don't even need no law because you're going to do what's right. That's right. And the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into what's right. Do you know what, what, what happened on uh, the cross? It made you all righteous men and women because your sins were on the cross with Christ. That's right. And you know what that means? You can go in front of God for yourself. That's right. See, they used to have to have a priest go for you years ago back in there. But you can go for yourself. You righteous men and women in Christ. Some of you can't handle that because, see, Satan's talking to you and telling you who you used to be or where you were at last night, all that crazy stuff. You need to listen to what I'm telling you. I'm trying to come over and tell you you're free. That's right. Get free of that. Say, no longer a victim. No longer a victim. All right. It goes on to say that I suspect you would never intend this, but this is what happens. When you attempt to live by your own religious plans and, and, and projects. See, see, that's what religion does. Religion, and there's so many different religions. Religion is man's way to reach God. God's way for man to reach him is faith. We got so many religions, we all confuse. Because we know there ain't but one church right as us. Everybody else wrong. Huh? If you ain't Christ Temple North, you're wrong. We're the only right religion. How crazy does that sound, right? But that's religion. Religion and denomination separate us. Faith brings us together. That's right. Because it's called the body of Christ, right? And so, so there are some churches that I wouldn't go to because I couldn't live up to their religiousness. All right for them for their religious doctrine. You know, they got, some, they got some churches that don't watch TV on Sunday. That'd be tough for you, you know, the, you know, the last I heard, football was on Sunday. You see, we start church early so we can get home to we'll watch what? Football. Come on. So we go, I told y'all I'd done that for y'all. I don't care enough about y'all to do that. I've done that for me. <laughs> right? Right. Hey, Aaron Rodgers needs my help. You know what I'm saying in here. Right. You see, but they are, yes, they are. They're religions that do not, yes, don't watch TV on Sunday, right? And some of y'all, you ladies, you got pants on in here? Yeah. They're religions. You can't come in their church with pants on. Isn't that right? And so they're more caught up in it. So, so I'm not into that. I'm into Christ. I'm into Christ and him crucified. I'm into the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ who is sitting at the right hand of the Father coming again to judge the living and the dead. That's what I'm all about and that's what I want you all to be about because there are things that I'm free to do under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He directs my path and he will not cause me to do anything that will hurt the law of God. That's right. Does that make sense? All right. I'm the only one who watched football on Sundays. Huh? Okay. No, sir. <laughs> oh, real football. I watch real football. The Green Bay Packers, real football. Uh, okay, is that what you're saying? All right, go ahead and read. <laughs> the Bible says that when you live this way, you are cut off from Christ. You, you fall out of grace. See, when you, when you live this way, you cut off from Christ. He's saying you're trying to, all these doctrines cut you off from grace. Because there ain't no grace in the church doctrine. Huh? Because that's a bunch of guys that sat down and just wrote up some stuff. 
right? There ain't no grace in that. But there's grace in Christ. That's right. Now, for me, I need his grace. Because sometimes I need for God to say, when I fail, and I still do sometimes, I need to hear a still voice saying to me, my grace is sufficient for thee. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. It says that we, on the other hand, continue to live through the Spirit's power, and we wait confidently in the hope that things will be put right through faith. So what I live under the influence of the power. You want some power? Holy Ghost. Power. If you live under the influence of the power of Christ, I'm telling you, life is good. I'm telling you, life is good, people. Because when you live under the influence of the power of, of the Holy Spirit, wow, it is so good. To, you can't wait to wake up. You want to wake up and get up and get on with your day. You want to get up and say, Lord, what have you got for me today? You know what I'm saying? Some, some, you, know, that you used to be boring getting to church. You want to get up and get in the shower and fix yourself up because you want to go to church because you know that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to educate you through whatever, whoever's speaking. You're going to get something that's going to make you a better woman, a better man. That is exciting. That is exciting. Yes. I don't know where I'm at. Six. Okay. So here's the thing. In Jesus the Anointed... Whether you are circumcised or not, you see, they was no th difference. they were talking about the circumcision of Ab that Abraham had for those for the children, right, for the young boys. All right, isn't it something, ladies? Aren't you, aren't you glad Jesus came? Because see, the only thing that sounded like was important in the Old Testament was the guys, but Jesus invited you in in the New Testament, didn't he? That's right. Praise God, huh? You're equal. There is no male and female in God. That's what the Book of Galatians tells us. Ain't you glad for Jesus? Yeah. All right. What makes a difference is faith energized by love. See, faith energized by love. Let me tell you something. If you get this, you get this, you got it. If you have agape, the love of God, love will protect you. And see, people don't understand it. Say, well, I got to love it. No, love will. See, you can love everybody, but love will protect you because love will protect you first. See, love won't put you in a position that will harm you. Do you understand that? Because God told you to love you, right? That's right. Love your neighbors yourself, right? He told you. So, so love is good. And see, and I tell y'all, y'all laugh. Y'all should be really glad to have me as a pastor because I love me some Johnny Fields. So that means I can love some folks sitting in this congregation. Do you understand? Because he said, love your neighbor as yourself. I love y'all. I love you this morning. That's right. That's right. I love you this morning. That's right. It's important to me this morning. You're important to me this morning. I don't want you stuck anymore this morning. I want you to break the, the yoke of slavery this morning because Christ died, died for you. And let me tell you what some of you haven't said. You know what? You deserve it. You need to look in that mirror and say, I deserve better than I'm living. Do you understand? You see, if God loved me enough to send his son to die for me, I ought to love myself enough to take care of myself. That's right. That's right. All right. But All right. verse 7 asks the question, who, I guess we could say what, yeah. has impeded or hindered your progress and kept you from obeying the truth? See, so the Bible says, who has hindered you from your progress? And you need to ask yourself, because let me tell you what Satan does. He sends nice people to you for a little while. And they can hinder you from your spiritual growth. 
See, everybody's putting your life God didn't put there. So you need to know who is hindering you. Do you love me? You can love somebody, but they ain't good for you. That's right. They can hinder you. They can hinder you. And it's a painful thing to have to walk away from somebody you care about, but you have to walk away because they put that yoke of slavery on you. And if you're going to love yourself and be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the influence of the Holy Spirit say that's not right for you. You understand? Boy, that got quiet. Yeah, okay. All right. The Bible says you were off to such a good start. You were doing so good. Now, I love this part here. I know for certain the pressure isn't coming from God. God isn't putting that pressure on you. You need to, well, find who's putting the pressure on you? You was off to such a real good start. Who's, it usually happens, men, y'all, y'all took it hard, didn't you? And you took it like men, didn't you? See, this happens to women more than men, because, hey, we're equal rights in here. Come on. Women, you were going to church, you were doing good, and then you started dating somebody. And they put the pressure on you, because, you know, everybody, everybody knows more about the Bible than the pastor. Right. If you start going to church, that brother tell you about all the Bible things. Who hindered you? Ask yourself. We real in this church, right? That's right. And we're going to be real, right? That's right. And that's, how, that's why we all, people are still running around here. We're not going to do that. The one thing God will not get me from is telling y'all the truth, because I'm going to tell you the truth, because I know that men can hinder women from worshiping God and serving God. Ask me how I know. Because I was one of those guys on the other end that stopped some, a few ladies back in the day from going to church, right? That's right. Until I got a hold of one that didn't care what I was thinking. <laughs> and y'all glad about that this morning, Amen. ain't you? Amen. All right. Again, I know for certain the pressure isn't coming from God. All right. He keeps calling you to the truth. God keeps calling you to the truth. God, God, no, the pressure ain't coming from him. God is calling you from the truth. And the truth's tough. Oh, the truth is tough. The truth is tough. Man, isn't it something when the truth is, I love this, and I really, and the truth says, it's not for you. It hurts. And the reason some people will never have a good life, they don't want to hurt. That's right. Sometimes you got to hurt. And sometimes the truth will make you hurt. Because sometimes the truth will have you go a different direction. Even I don't like that message. Read something else. (laughs) Well, verse 9 makes it plain. It says, you know what they say. Just a little yeast causes all the dough to rise. Don't take but a little something to mess your life up. So you even, understand? It don't take a whole lot to bring you down. It just takes a little bit. You see? I don't know if anybody, if somebody in here is an alcoholic, that first sip. Somebody's a drug addict, that first drug Somebody's dealing with Pernod, that first look, it don't take a whole lot. Boy, you get a little bit in there, it'll mess up that whole household. Somebody once said uh, one bad apple will spoil the whole, uh, yeah, it can. I've seen one person tear up a whole family. Don't take a whole lot. And that's what he's talking about here. That little in your life can cause big damage. Get rid of it. I ain't talking about people. 
Don't go back and try to get rid of the folks who ain't in church saying, Pastor told me I need to get rid of you. <laughs> no, what you need to go home and say, hey, you need to get saved. Well, All right. it says, so even the slightest detour from the truth will take you to a destination you do not desire. And it's just a little bit. You, I don't know if you've ever been to L.A. Anybody ever been to L.A.? Man, you take that wrong exit. And you in there for, I've been there. You take that wrong exit and you in trouble. Yeah, you can drive for days trying to get back to where you were. Yeah, isn't that L.A.? That's L.A. Well, sometimes in your life, hey, you take that wrong exit, it can be a whole long day. It can be a lifetime trying to get back. So it's best to take the right one the first time. That's right. Right? Can I be real? Some of you in here know you took that exit. And you're paying a whole lot of child support now. Right? Come on, that's real. Come on, you know a lot of folks in here have been divorced. I, uh, you take that wrong exit, right? And you got babies you're taking care of now. Right? You got bankruptcy you're dealing with now. Come on. You got bad health that you're dealing with now. Because you took that wrong exit. Come on. And I like church like we have. We want to get it real, right? We could do a prosperity message. Ask me why I'm not going to do one. Y'all got prosperous. All right, let's go. Right. You in here, look how you're looking. Look at it. Ain't nobody in here. Huh? We're prosperous. Look at me. I don't need a prosperity. I never needed the message. I needed the Holy Spirit to tell me how to handle the money I had. That's right. Come on, get me out of this. So you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Verse 10 says, despite this, I'm confident because the Lord reassures me that you will truly hear and take my message to heart. And so this is what he's saying. I'm saying it for him. I'm hoping you're listening to me. I hope you're listening here to me today. I want every one of you. I don't care how good you're doing, you need to do better. I want you to take this message heart, to your heart today. You're a Christian. Live like a Christian. Walk like a Christian. Talk like a Christian. Think like a Christian. You know what I say? I walk as Christ, talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's, right. That's what a Christian ought to be. All right? And what Pastor is saying is what verse 13 says, Brothers and sisters, God has called you to freedom. Brothers and sisters, he's called you to what? Freedom. Why don't you answer? Why don't you answer? Why are you sitting up in church every Sunday enslaved? Why are you, why are you still carrying that yoke of slavery on you? He's calling you. Why don't you answer? Right? You all ought to see how y'all looking at me. A lesser man would run off the pulpit. Yeah. He's called you that. Yes, it ain't got nothing to do with me. He's called you to freedom. My question is for you to ask yourself, why are you still living in slavery? Well. When he's called you to freedom. Why are you living like that? All right. Bible says, hear the call and do not spoil this gift by using your liberty to engage in what your flesh desires. And so in other words, you're gifted people in here. He says... Listen to God's call. Don't spoil his gift by taking it out there. Don't, don't spoil that. He gave it to you for a reason, to glorify him. Don't take it out there. You see? You good? You quiet because you're listening? All right. He says, instead, use it to serve each other as Jesus taught through love. You know what we're here for? Each other. You see, we're here for each other. You see, we don't care what President Trump and that crew's doing up there. That's right. 
they ain't the ones supposed to be responsible for me. We're supposed to be responsible for each other. That's right. you know, the only person you can really count on is your brothers and sisters in Christ. Isn't that right? That's right. Somebody's hungry in this church. They ain't got nothing to do with up there. It's got to do with something with us. We're supposed to take care of them. Somebody's lonely in here and they need company. They ain't supposed to call the White House. They're supposed to call Christ Temple North That's right. House. The church house. Because we're supposed to take care of each other. That's right. Come on, people. Take care of each other. We're supposed to love each other and take care of each other. All right? For the whole law comes down to this one instruction. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's always going to go to that. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he's talking about the body of Christ here. That's right. We've got to love each other. That's the only thing that's missing is love. If we start loving each other, we solve this whole thing. We got the answer. We got the answer. That's right. Just start loving each other. That don't mean we have to party together. That don't mean we have to visit each other. You see, you just said love one another. Right? So why all this vicious gnawing on each other? So, so what's, 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 what's all this talking down on each other? The worst thing is, is a gossip in church. We don't do that in here because it starts at the pulpit and folks would ne their worst nightmare would be to call me about somebody else. That's right. You know, yeah, that's real. Ain't that real, Brother that's Roger? Right. They, 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 you don't call me about nobody because I want to talk about your body. That's right. right. No, we ain't gossiping in here. We don't put anybody down in here. We all in this thing together. Isn't that right? And if somebody's doing bad in the church... And, and we're not going to talk about them because if they're doing bad in the church and they're not getting what they need, then that's on us, not right. them, because we're here to feed them. That's right. That's what the body of Christ does. All right? It says if you're not careful, you'll find you've eaten each other alive. This is what the Bible says. We'll eat each other alive. You want to get sometimes, if you really want to get talked down to, go to church. Mm. Get around some church folks. Yeah. They'll beat you up, tell you who you ain't, but not in here, because it ain't about you. It's about Christ. Amen. You see, and y'all going to do my thing. Somebody gets on you, all you do is say, who died and left you king? Because we love each other in here, right? And we really mean that in this church. Yeah. Somebody asks, how big, big is your church? As big as God wants it to be. That's right. All right. That's right. Uh, that's good. So the Bible says, here's my instruction. Walk in the Spirit and let the Spirit bring order to your life. I've got to walk in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring order to my life. I don't care. This is just a title, Pastor Fields. A man gives us pastors and bishops and all that foolishness we call. If I'm outside the Spirit, I can't walk and please God. That's right. That title's meaningless. Unless I'm walking in the Spirit. If you ain't walking in the Spirit, you can't be a good husband, good wife, father, mother. Remember, you got to walk in the Spirit. That's right. Because see, when I ain't in the Spirit, then it's all about me. But when I'm in the Spirit, it's all about serving you. Do you understand? When I'm in the Spirit, it's about serving my wife and my family. When I'm in me, it's about they need to be serving me. Because guess all I done done for them. Ain't that that flesh talking? Mm. But when you're in the spirit, you're grateful. 
that those people were in your life. That's right. That's why you got to walk in it. When you walk in the spirit, you got joy, unspeakable joy. You see, you can always tell somebody when they're in the spirit because they just got something about them. They just feel good about feeling good. Sometimes I get to feeling so good, I'll be two of me. Come on, come on, drummer. Yeah, right. You understand? Oh, yes, I'm real. When I say this, people laugh. No, I really feel and enjoy life. And you're supposed to walk in. How can you be walking in the spirit of God and not enjoy his life? And not praise him and, 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 and all the good and the blessings he's given you. Come on. You see, all he's done for you. All right? The Bible says that if you walk in the spirit, you will never give in to your selfish and sinful cravings. That's why I got to stay in the spirit because I don't want to get over there and Johnny. If I'm in the spirit, I won't give in to those things. You see? All right. It says that for everything the flesh desires goes against the spirit. And we all know that. And everything the spirit desires goes against the flesh. And that's that war that goes on inside of us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. It says, but when you are led by the spirit, you are no longer subject to the law. You won't need all of those laws. When you're led by the spirit, you won't break them. You see? See, Sister Gwen is never in trouble when I'm in the spirit. We can't even have a confrontation when I'm in the spirit. But if one of us is out of the spirit, we're going to struggle. That's right. But if we both walk in the spirit, we got a great relationship. Because the spirit's not going to divide itself. You understand? So, you know, you, you all don't know this, but every morning I get a note. Okay? Gwen writes me a note because she stays up late. And it's always a, a note about God and a blessed day and have this and all of those things. And, and uh, she watches these sermons on Sunday night and she'll have a note about the message. That's a beautiful thing. And so sometimes when I, when I wake up, get, I, can't, I can't go in, I can't wait to go in there and say, what did she write today? <laughs> that's a fact. You can ask God. That, that's a fact. That's and right. she never misses. All right? And it makes me feel good. And I don't know if she's telling the truth or not, but she sure can write some good notes. <laughs> and I'm believing everything she's saying. All right, here we go. We're going to finish it up, all right? And that's a true story. That's a true story. And I tell you all this, you people in here. Every night, Sister Gwen and I talk one hour every night, and not about problems and folks and politics and none of that stuff. We just talk, laugh, we we'll put some music on, and Christian, and just have a devotion. Now, last night, I had, a, I woke up last night because I was thinking about. I was watching the news, and I was thinking about some things, and it disturbed me. Can we talk, yes. Sister Evelyn? I, I almost, my spirit was crying out for them kids, that's getting gassed or whatever they're doing. I'm, I'm like. What kind of person does that kind of stuff? Right. No, this is what, and I, so I was praying for those kids. And then, y'all know who Pres- President Trump? And all of this, these women and all of these things is going on? These people got kids. These kids got to go to school. That's right. It ain't nothing worse than teen, uh, young kids in school talking about their mamas and they, and so I, Sister Ann, I just prayed for those kids. I prayed for, because President Trump's kid looks like, why am I here? Because who wants to deal with that, you know? 
And I've I just seen his face. This is true, I'm telling you. I saw his face, and I was just praying for his kids. And these, these, all these people, what are, these ki- what are we doing to the kids in this country with all this gossip and talking about their parents? Amen. They got to go to school. Amen. That's when you love God, your heart will cry out for anybody that's hurting. That's right. Yeah. All right? All right? Here so, we go. Just so it's plain, this is New American Standard Bible. I'm going to start at verse 16 to 21. He says it this way. I say, walk by the Spirit. And this is what we're talking about. Walk by the big Spirit. And you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. And you won't hurt other people, steal from other people, because you'll have love in that Spirit. And love never asks for anything that's not its own. Love never flicks pain. That's right. Or causes injury, ever. Okay? And if somebody's hurting you, they're out of the spirit. And if you're hurting somebody, you're out of the spirit. Because when you're in the spirit, you will not hurt another human being. That's right. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit. And we know how that goes. And the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. So that you may not do the things that you please. Thank God, Brother Roger, that the Holy Spirit won't let me do what I please. Amen. Let me go over here. Y'all want to hear me? If I'd have done what the Holy, without the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be standing here today. If I hadn't been born again, I wouldn't be standing here today. Because I was doing everything that pleased me. And sooner or later, consequences would have caught up with me. Because see, you all don't know where some of us came from. You think we're joking. But some of us came from some real tough situations. Well... I can't count on both fingers the times that I could have been shot up. Right? Yes, but God spared my life so that I would have a chance to answer his call and be born again. Amen? Amen. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. That's right. Keep going. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality. listen, Listen to me. We're all going to have company in here, okay? That's just a phone going off, all right? We're all going to have company in here because you're going to find yourself in here. Here we go. Immorality. Been there. Impurity. Been there. Sensuality. Been there. Idolatry. Yeah, I like cars. Been there, all right? Sorcery. Enmities. Strife. Been there. Jealousy. Wow. Outburst of anger. Disputes. Mm Mm-hmm. Dissensions. Mm Mm-hmm. Factions, All right. envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. So he done things like these in case you thought he missed you. <laughs> that's why it's here. All right. Keep going. <laughs> that's all of us. All right. Of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Isn't that a good message? When I first, we don't need to put this on there. Uh, When I first, I came from a small 